Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Radio.org. Now, here's our show today. Matthew chapter 12 is the account, among other things, of an ongoing confrontation between the Lord Jesus and his religious opposers. Their subtle arguments, however, simply afforded the Son of Man opportunity after opportunity, not only to defeat them, but also to reveal more and more about his kingdom. Ron Kangas has joined us today. Welcome back to the program, Ron. It's good to be back, and it's good to focus on the revelation of Christ in Matthew 12. To defeat the opposers is one thing. To us, it might be primary. To God, it actually is secondary. The primary thing always is the unveiling of Christ. Well, our message today, Ron, covers the last verses in Matthew 12, and the Lord comparing himself to Jonah, of course, who was swallowed by the big fish, and also to Solomon, David's son. The Lord's words in this section are full of meaning, as we're going to see. But it's interesting to see that these two comparisons were the Lord's reply to the Pharisees in verse 38. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered him, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Ron, what did this kind of question from these religious ones really indicate? I believe it indicates their obstinacy, uh, their stubbornness. Instead of simply admitting that they had been subdued as a result of their other line of questioning and opening themselves to the Lord for his enlightening word, instead of doing that, they changed their tack uh, or changed their method of attack and so actually tempted him. So here we have an increasingly sharp contrast between the stubbornness of religion and its closeness to Christ and the Lord himself presenting such a full picture of himself so that we, the readers of this confrontation, can benefit from the contrast, turn from religion, and appreciate Christ in his all-inclusiveness. Ron, let's look at his full answer to them as a kind of a background for our first section today. I'm in Matthew chapter 12 and beginning at verse 39 and then also on to verse 40. An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and a sign shall not be given to it except the sign of Jonah the prophet. For just as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish three days and three nights, so will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. 
With that, let's join Witness Lee with our first portion today. The environment was there, and the environment just afforded another opportunity. So the Lord Jesus took it as a golden opportunity to reveal to the whole universe something further. There will be a miracle full of significance. The sign of Jonah. What is the significance of the sign of Jonah? He said, Jonah got into the belly of a great sea monster. And he stayed there three days and three nights. Uh huh. The son of man will be also in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. Then the Lord Jesus went on to tell the evil, adulterous generation that the Sinevites uh, all repented just because of the sign of Juno. Yet you, the evil generation, the adulterous generation, seeing such a sign as the son of man buried in the heart of the earth for three days and three days, you would still not repent. This was not only a kind of a ordinary talk. This was a prediction, a prophecy before the Lord Jesus was buried in the heart of the earth he prophesied in this way. The Lord Jesus did say this to them with a mercy. I just predict of my death, of my burial. When you see this, you have to repent. But we all know they didn't repent. The Ninevites repented because of the son of Jonah. But you the evil generation, you, that adulterous generation, would not repent. By this you can see how stubborn the Pharisees were. Then the Lord Jesus, he was wise. In his talk, another sign came out. That is the sign of Solomon. He said, you know, the queen of Seba, she came to Solomon. And she heard to Solomon's wisdom. But you have to realize here is not only one greater than Jonah, but also one greater than Solomon. But this word, the Lord Jesus predicted, prophesied fully concerning his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Jonah was a type of Christ in his death and burial. And Solomon was a type of Christ in his resurrection. If the Pharisees were not stubborn after they heard this, they should have realized these talks are very serious. This is not lead talks, not nonsensical talks. This is something heavy, something meaningful, something full of significance. If they would take this in, then when the Lord Jesus was crucified and buried exactly for three days and three nights and he was resurrected, they would what? They would repent and they would believe. But they didn't. The Lord was merciful. 
Well, Ron, the Lord's word to the religious opposers here was really full of meaning. Why did he choose these two Old Testament figures to contrast himself to in this ongoing confrontation with the scribes and the Pharisees? Jonah, who is only a picture of Christ passing through death and resurrection, he preached to Nineveh, and a Gentile city repents. Now the Lord, who is greater than Jonah, who will be crucified and resurrected, he is there in person. Yet the Jewish religionists would not repent. This shows how hard they were, how closed they were, how strong was their opposition, how deep was their stubbornness. Then with Solomon, and again, a Gentile coming from a great distance to hear the wise speaking of Solomon. Well, the Lord was showing that he, the greater Solomon, was there with the word of wisdom. Yet, the Jewish religionists would not have any regard for it. So you have such a wonderful person the real Jonah, the real Solomon in your midst. Yet you would resist him and tempt him, but not be open to him to receive something from him. What an exposure of the hardness of religion. And it really lays the groundwork for the Lord's rejection of that evil and perverted generation at the end of the chapter. The second reason And although it's second, the primary reason is that here is another opportunity for the Lord in his mercy to unveil himself, not to seeking people, but to opposing religionists, showing them that he would die and be resurrected, that he would speak the word of wisdom and preside over God's building. Here is such an unveiling of himself even to those that were resisting him. This was a word of mercy. So again, we see the exposure of the hardness, I would say the rebelliousness of the religionists, and an unveiling of our wonderful, all-inclusive Christ in two particularly precious aspects, signified respectively by Jonah and Solomon. Well, Ron, this uh, ongoing encounter continues uh, in this chapter. Let's go on. In verse 43, when the unclean spirit goes out from the man, it roams through the waterless places, seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came out. And it comes and find it unoccupied, swept, and decorated. We're really going to focus on these three words in this next section. Let's go back to Witness Lee. From Matthew 12, the Lord Jesus would not do sign to them until he went to die and to be resurrected because his death and resurrection will be the unique signs to that generation. After this talk, the Lord Jesus, according to Matthew's record, according to this doctrinal record, the Lord Jesus spoke this way. Oh, this evil generation is just like that demon-possessed person. 
And that demon was what? Cast out from that person. But that person uh, wouldn't repent, wouldn't accept Christ. So that person became empty. Demon was cast out. But Jesus didn't get in. So that person was vacant. That person as a house was vacant. And the Lord Jesus said, this generation is just like a person firstly possessed by a demon, then the demon was cast out, and that person became vacant. And here the Lord Jesus used three words, like a house swept, that means cleansed, and decorated. And the third word is what? Unoccupied. And the Lord Jesus said, this generation will be just like this. This is a prophecy, a prediction of the uh, stubborn generation of the Jews today. Sorry to say this. I love Israel, but I have to speak according to God's revelation. I feel sorry for them. They are swept, cleansed, decorated, but unoccupied. They wouldn't take Christ. They wouldn't receive Christ in. They would rather keep themselves and well, Ron, I think I can speak for you on this and having been with you in Israel. This is quite an amazing prophecy, as it turns out. How is it that these three words, swept, decorated, and unoccupied, uh, these three that the Lord spoke to his opposers, form such a meaningful prophecy concerning Israel? The reason that they form a meaningful prophecy is that on the one hand, these words expose their condition. And on the other hand, they remind us of the crucial factor is how we relate to Christ. Let me explain this. There are three matters here. The first is that the Jews at that time and Israel at the end time, with them we see these matters of being swept and decorated. Swept implies the removal of um, old things or, or dirty things, unwanted things, are purged away. And then decorated, attractive things, appealing things, things worthy of human respect and honor are now present. And surely in the last 50 plus years, the nation of Israel has been decorated. And so we have here a swept and decorated people. But this people, swept and decorated, is unoccupied inwardly and not having Christ as its content. So, on the one hand, if we're swept and decorated but are void of Christ, uh, we are in a very critical situation, perilous. On the other hand, to be swept and decorated is for the purpose of receiving Christ as our content. So we have the matters of being swept and decorated. Then we have the matter of being void of Christ, not receiving Christ. Then the third thing, the issue of being swept and decorated, yet not receiving Christ, is being more open to the evil, to the demonic things. Because Christ should have come in, now you're empty. And the enemy taking advantage of 
passive emptiness will come in and intensify his work sevenfold. As it was in Matthew 12, so it will be at the end, swept, decorated, unoccupied, that is, not occupied with Christ, Israel, will be reoccupied by the enemy, sevenfold intensified by the end. What a pitiful picture, but what an accurate one this is. Well, Ron, let's go on and see how uh, this encounter unfolds and how the Lord continues to take opportunity to not just answer their thoughts, their questions, their accusations, their temptations, but really to reveal more of himself and his kingdom. Now following is this very well-known encounter where someone comes to him and says, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to them who spoke with him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father who is in the heavens, he is my brother and sister and mother. Uh, Too much conveyed in these words. Let's join Witness Lee, and then we'll return for our final time. Some came in and told the Lord Jesus, Oh, your mother, your brother, your relatives, outside waiting for you. You better come down. You better go and see them. You see your mother, your brother. This again became an environment affording him a good opportunity to reveal something. Then he said, my mother, my brother, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who is my sister? My mother, my brother are not these flesh ones. I'm through with this fresh relationship. Who are my mothers? Who are my brothers? And who are my sisters? All the ones who do the will of my heavenly father. They are my mothers, my brothers, and my sisters. Here you have a deep dispensation, a shift. Jesus' relationship now is not based upon the natural birth, but upon the spiritual birth. Whosoever will do the will of the Father who is in heaven will be Jesus' relative. At the end of chapter 12, he indicated strongly that he forsook, he gave up the whole race of Israel. From this time onward, his relationship with people is not based upon the natural birth. It's not based upon the natural blood. It is behind something spiritual. All those who do the will of the Father are his relatives. Hallelujah. Today, we are not only his relatives, we are his members. Not by our natural blood, not by our natural birth, but by our spiritual birth, by our spirit. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Now, we are not only his brothers, sisters, we are what? One spirit with him. We are one body with him. We are one new man with him. Jesus made a clear declaration to the whole universe. He was through with Israel. According to natural blood. Romans 11 does tell us that Israel was cut off. When was the cut off? And Matthew 12. And Romans also tells us that the Gentiles 
have been grafted in. At the end of Matthew 12, the Israel was cut off and the Gentiles were grafted in. Hallelujah. Well, Ron, I think this word has probably been pondered by a lot of people for many, many years. This word about no longer recognizing his natural family members seems to the natural man to be quite callous, even insensitive to his own mother and brothers. But he was pointing all of us to something really marvelous, wasn't he? Of course he was. And before I comment on that, I'd like to remark on this whole matter of the natural view, the natural feeling. Uh, It's really dangerous, Chris, to read the Bible with our natural mind and to evaluate the Lord's words according to our natural concept. The natural things are here to serve the divine things and the spiritual things, the things in resurrection. In everything the Lord said and did throughout his life, especially now here in his ministry, he is never wrong. Uh, We know from his attitude toward his mother when he was on the cross, he surely loved her in a divine and human way. But here we see something marvelous in that in the reality of the kingdom of the heavens— One's relationship with Christ is determined by whether or not, as those who have the divine life, we do the Father's will. The Lord came as the reality of the kingdom to go through a process to expand this kingdom organically by having many brothers and sisters who are members of the real household of God in the divine life, because they do the Father's will. So there is a twofold rejection here. There is a rejection of the natural relationship as not being ultimate. And this rejection signifies the other rejection of rebellious, disobedient, stubborn Israel. The Lord was now turning, as his word concerning Jonah And Solomon indicated he was turning to the Gentiles. Then on the positive side, we have the revelation of our organic relationship with Christ in the heavenly kingdom as those who are born of God to be his brother, sister, and mother, and who do the Father's will for the Father's glory. These are some crucial points that we need to ponder And the revelation of these points must overthrow our natural and religious understanding and opinion. Well, Ron, this is all setting up what is following. After today's program, we come to chapter 13, where this dispensational change that has just taken place uh, really gets magnified. Uh, The parables of the mysteries of the kingdom that await our listeners, I think we would stand together encouraging them, please, Do your best not to miss these coming programs. There's something really in store, isn't there, Ron? There surely is. So let's all prepare our inner being to receive the Lord's word pure and properly interpreted. And we will be back. Dive into chapter 13 of the book of Matthew, uh, a marvelous turning point in this book. Let me point out quickly as time has elapsed, 
our toll-free number and invite you to contact us about the many resources we have on this topic of the kingdom and, of course, the whole life study of Matthew. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or you can reach us via email. Send it to radio at lsm.org. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one, and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.